It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. I... Brees Hulls. <laughs> Bryce Hulls. I'm sorry. Um... Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It is 7 o'clock on the Blitz 1170. Look at that. Happened in a hurry, didn't it? Here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Bryce Hulse in the next room. I'm Rick Corey. Remember, the Oilers will be at home. And anytime they're at home on Sunday, you get to go out and skate with the family on the ice. It's called Sunday Fun Day. Take your own skates, rent them there. Either way, they'll be home this uh, Sunday to, let's see, it is Utah. And you can get the first 500 kids, get a mini hockey stick. It's Spider-Man Day. Plus, you get to go skate on the ice. It's a lot of fun. All right, still to come today, Jordan Nagel, just over an hour from now, Former Bishop Kelly head coach, now the head basketball coach at Sepulpa, and Tyler Cass, who's our Arkansas inviter, insider at KTHV. All right, so we've got some not sports. It's a lot of fun. But in the meantime, let's let Bryce just kind of, you know, turn back the old way back machine. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's today in sports history with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now, grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, January 31st, 1920, the Quebec Bulldogs center Joe Malone sets NHL record with seven goals in a 10-6 win against Toronto St. Patrick's at the Quebec Arena. 1941, Joe Louis KOs Red Berman in five for heavyweight boxing title. 1958, Jackpot Bowling premieres on NBC with Leo Dorischer as host. 1961, Houston voters approve a bond to finance the construction of a luxury domed stadium, clearing the final hurdle standing between the city and Major League Baseball. 1962, the Mets signed former slugger Ralph Kiner, who joins Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy in the announcing booth. 1966, Australian Championship Women's Tennis, Margaret Smith wins her seventh consecutive Australian singles title, beats American Nancy Ritchie in a walkover. Ritchie is injured. 1967, Eddie Tolan, American sprinter known as the Midnight Express, and in the 1932 Olympics, passes away at the age of 58. 1983, veteran first baseman Tony, Tony Perez signs a one-year contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. 1988, Super Bowl 22. Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. Washington Redskins beat the Denver Broncos 42-10. MVP is Doug Williams, the Washington quarterback. 1991, Denver Nuggets' Michael Adams becomes the shortest NBA player to get a triple-double. 1992, the Pittsburgh Pirates sign outfielder Barry Bonds to a one-year contract worth $4.7 million, the largest ever one-year deal, one, one deal. 1993, Dallas beats Buffalo 52-17 in the Super Bowl. The Cowboys win as their third in a record six Super Bowl appearances. The Bills become the first team to drop three in succession. They would lose again to Dallas 30-13 the following year. 1994, the California Angels signed free agent outfielder Bo Jackson to a one-year contract worth $1 million. 1996, Ken Griffey Jr. becomes the highest paid Major League player by signing a four-year $34 million contract with Seattle. 1997, San Antonio forward Dominique Wilkins scores 27 points in the Spurs' 97-95 loss to Minnesota gives him 26,009 career points, only the sixth player in NBA history to reach the 26,000 milestone. 2000, a fight between Ray Lewis and his companions and another group of people results in the stabbing deaths of Jacinth Baker and Richard Lawler, resulting in indictments of Lewis 11 days on murder and aggravated assault charges. 2001, Milwaukee Bucks head coach George Carl guided the Bucks to a 116-111 win over Denver, notching his 600th NBA coaching victory. 
Carl became the 17th NBA coach to reach the milestone, and he was the sixth fastest to 600 wins in NBA history. 2009 Australian Open Women's Tennis, Serena Williams wins the 10th Grand Slam singles title, outclasses Dinara Safina of Russia, 6-0 and 6-3. 2014, Michael Young announces his retirement after 14 seasons at news conference at the ballpark in Arlington. Young retires as the Texas Rangers' all-time leader for games played, hits, and runs scored, among others. 2015, a 91-85 win against the 76ers moves the Hawks to 17-0 for January, setting a new NBA record. The Hawks' mark helped them pass the 1971-72 Lakers, who went 16-0 in December of 71, and the 2013 Heat, who went 17-1 in March of 2013. And 2019 blockbuster NBA trade, the New York Knicks and Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke, the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round picks. Birthdays today, January 31st, 1935, Walter Beach, former Browns cornerback. 1947, Nolan Ryan, Hall of Fame Astros and Angels pitcher. 1949, Fred Kendall, former Padres catcher. 1953, Lewis Wright, former Broncos cornerback. 1955, Ted Power, former Reds pitcher. 1968, Doug Peterson, Jaguars coach. 1976, Tyrone Nesby, former Clippers and Wizards forward. 1984, Vernon Davis, former 49ers and Redskins tight end. 1985, Mario Williams, former Texans and Bills defensive end. In 1997, Dante DiVincenzo, Bucks guard, and that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. And that is Bryce Hulse at 706 here on the Blitz 1170. I am Rick Court, and we are taking your text at 918-262-5072. About an hour away from Jordan Nagel over in Sepulpa talking a little basketball, and Tyler Cass about an hour and a half from now from KTHV in Little Rock as we talk a little Arkansas sports. All right, time for not sports now. <clears throat> Jeremy will call it um, like either a snack or a palate cleanser. We're just going to call it not sports. How's that? All right, so I saw Bill online, and, you know, you see stories all the time, just kind of unusual things, and this one said, you won't believe what I paid for this. All right, I'll bite. So I, I get to this, and it is a story about a McDonald's Egg McMuffin. When's okay. the last time you had one of those? Couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Probably a decade. You know, know, when we're teaching diving at Eureka, in Eureka Springs, um, well, at Beaver Lake, which we stay in Eureka Springs about two minutes away, there's one McDonald's in town. It's right next to the Booze Brothers Liquor Store. Nice. <laughs> well, there's one of those that opened in Broken Arrow, by the way, not far from my house. Oh, really? Called the Booze Brothers. I don't know that it's the same people or anything, hmm. but anyway. So as you're <clears throat> leaving the hotel, you have to drive by that. Well, my wife and, and specifically uh, she and Delaney, when Delaney is with us, they must have breakfast. The, you know, mm. you know that whole thing about hangry. Wait, <laughs> if you don't feed them on a schedule, they will start chewing on people's ankles and things mm. like that, and they're just not in good moods. So many times when we drive by there, we'll pull in, and my wife love, is very from, from fond of their like their yogurt, you know, things and that kind of stuff, and Delaney likes that as well. Well, occasionally, I will get an Egg McMuffin because of their menu items. It's one of the lower calorie, Okay, believe it or not. So what do you think an average Egg McMuffin costs right about now? Um, just by itself, yep. $4.50. Guy in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut put up a picture of his ticket, $7.29. J- just the Egg McMuffin? Just the Egg McMuffin. Now, McDonald's doesn't have base pricing around the country because, you know, the franchisees can set that pricing based on, quote-unquote, local norms. Right. We know that it costs more to live in some places than it does here, obviously. But $7.29 for one? 
That was a little oh, shocking wow. to me. So what this guy got, though, he got two Egg McMuffins, and he got one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Mm. And the McGriddle cost him $7.19. <laughs> so three breakfast what sandwiches from McDonald's cost him $23.37. At which point do you start taking your own breakfast, my friend? Yeah. I think that starts. Yeah, that's not going to be anything I'm going to get into. I'll tell you that. Uh, and then there was a pizza <laughs> pizza shop. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time with this one. <laughs> In Ontario, Canada. It's not, it's not a pricing thing, is it? No, it's not. It, they had to close. And the, it says the dining room is going to be closed. And it says this evening, sorry for the inconvenience. We're open for takeout and delivery. But the, at the top of the sign, taped on the door, it says, due to unforeseen circumcisions. <laughs> How did they not see it coming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not there. Maybe yeah. that's what happened. I mean, I, maybe it's a multi-purpose dining facility i just don't understand if you didn't know yeah you were about to have one and i that better certainly not end up as a topping yeah uh, in a pizza place but due to unforeseen circumcisions the dining room will be closed <laughs> now <laughs> proofreading is your friend it, you would think you know there's a thing called white smoke and if you've never heard of it you can sign up for a free version of it that does that very thing it not only proofreads copy it spell checks a copy as well and actually gives you grammar suggestions. Mm. When I was across town, one of my main jobs for a long time was writing the things that went on the Internet, which I actually became kind of fond of doing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at one point, I had one story that got more than 7 million clicks mm. across the country. It's a long okay, story. Really? It's 147 words. That's all. <laughs> it was... I'd have Big to impact. I did it take too long to explain it, but it was the headline that did it. And it kept coming up every few years. Mm-hmm. It would pop back up on somewhere like Reddit and would become nice. very popular again, which is why it led to what it led to. At any rate, yes, I used to use white smoke because you want to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the grammar suggestions because as much as if you're an English teacher, you're listening and you think I butchered the language. Uh, I do really actually try and I like mm-hmm. learning about grammar. Yeah. In this case, I would think a lot of people would walk up and their brain, because you know how your brain will do this, mm. will see the word but read it as what you know it's supposed to be. Yeah. Circumstances. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, circumstances. In this case, circumcision. <laughs> Someone caught it. Pizza shop. <laughs> uh, that's oh. gross. Moving on. Uh, yeah, it, well, kind of. Uh, new poll, and I love to get these strange polls, says one in three Americans do believe aliens live among us. One in three. Surprise. Are you one of those three? Uh, I I would entertain the idea, but I'm not. I'm not like full on believable. So you don't have a, a tin hat somewhere? No, no, I don't have a tin hat. Right. But I, I'm I'm open to it. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not just one way or the other. You know what Men in Black said? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> he said cab drivers, not as many as you'd think. Um, so if so, all right, of the people you know, and you can include all of us here. Who is most likely to be an alien? Mm. Who is most likely to be an alien? Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, 
I, I, w- I would say pop is the easy answer, but that could get me fired. <laughs> that could get me fired. So He's from Planet Niners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe exactly. that's the case. No, I, I wouldn't think that about Jeremy. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't. But that's um, the thing. That's the thing. I just like just to say somebody, but it would. Yeah, it would Daniel get us out over Tyke and Daniel and the Bull. Okay. I can see Daniel. There's a little thing about Daniel that kind of makes me think maybe underneath there's some lizard skin or something mm. like that. I'm not sure. Uh, at any rate, so you at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two in the world of sports, who's most likely to be an alien? Could have thought about Jordan because you shouldn't be able to do what Jordan did. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't be able to take off from the damn free throw line and fly that far and dunk a ball like that. <laughs> You could say, okay, he's got a special skill set. He does. And he had the most spectacular skill set since Dr. J, who was really good at that kind of thing, too. However, some of what he did, I absolutely believe, you shouldn't be able to do. So I could point at someone like him. You could probably point at Mahomes. Have you seen the new picture of Mahomes and the dad bod? (laughs) I believe it. You haven't seen it? No. Well, it's clear in the, from the picture that, that that picture is from the Texas Tech locker room. At least it looks like it to me. Uh, Everyone around him is in black shirts. He's got a black hat on backwards. It looks to me like that was at Tech. But you would probably. look at Mahomes, and it was very much a dad bod. And yeah. you'd think he was a little more immediate Tech. Yeah, you'd think there is nobody. There's no way that guy should be able to. And I think probably in the NFL by now he doesn't look like that. But I saw a tweet that said and that makes me even matter that people can't tackle him when I see him like this. So maybe Mahomes, you know, dad bot, you know, that kind of maybe Barry Sanders. Oh, come on. I mean, come on. You know, you know, people shouldn't be that quick. But Sanders was. Who's most likely to be an alien of the sports figures you know of? Anyway, one of three uh, Americans believe. So if you have two other friends standing with you, one of you believes it's true. No, I don't judge. <laughs> if you want to be an alien, be an alien. I have no problem with that. <laughs> be an alien. Uh, another new poll says that Gen Zers, which gen are you? I'm Gen Z. All right, there you go. That's why I apologize a lot on this show oh, sometimes. You don't have to do that. Man, everybody's different. Everybody has their own thing. Every generation said, you know, crud about the past generation. Yes. And every, you know, did we a, all have our new Knicks. Did a really interesting um, group thing once at my old job. And I generally hate group meetings. I find most of them horribly unproductive. All it is <laughs> is a time waster most of the time, in my yeah. opinion. I have, been in, I have been in some that were significantly important, but a lot of times they are nothing more than we're going to take 30 minutes of your time so we can show you we're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that happen quite a bit and been a part of it, and you have to sit there and just nod your head through it. I had one guy I worked with across town. He was, God, he was famous for that. He once a week wanted to pontificate to you and tell you basically how great he was. Hmm. While telling you how to do things that you already knew how to do, you know, right. like left foot, then right foot, left foot, then right foot. I mean, uh, it wasn't that basic. It was close. So, look, never, never complain. Move. Everybody's different, right? Well, apparently Gen Z would rather drink at home than go out. Now, there are days, well, my wife and I don't drink much anyway, but there are days when, you know, like New Year's, not going out. Sorry, not doing it. Uh, yeah. Just not going to get on the roads for those kinds of things. But, you know, most of the time it was it was thought, hey, you know, like like you were saying to me and my wife had said, you know, it, and when you were young, you didn't go out until 9 o'clock and then you'd go hit the clubs right. or whatever. They don't want to do that. They want to drink at home. And you know what? I think it's probably has a lot to do with having lived through the pandemic and the and the digital age that, you know, there's a little it's a little harder for people to have inner social skills and those kinds of things. So rather than have to go through that, just do it at home. Yeah. I think there was a major disservice done over COVID about just like the effect, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of socially. And when you think about 
Egg McMuffins are seven dollars and twenty nine cents. <laughs> what do you think going out is going to do to my wallet? You know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you let's say that you do like a little nip every now and then, and if you buy a bottle of it and have it at home, you're going to get yeah. fifty trips out. Not one night that you'd end up paying for that, right? I, I went. I went to a place with some friends on Cherry Street like a couple weeks ago. I had two drinks. I thought I had to take out a loan. It was bad. Yeah, that and that, like I said, that and the egg McMuffin, and there you go. I mean, come on. I, I, yep. I, I, I didn't know if you were in that group. Apparently, you are in that group. And you know, honestly, as a guy who's really dedicated and introvert, I I kind of like being home too. Yeah. So it doesn't. I mean, I'm in that same thing. But never, never apologize for your age group. You just are who you are. And then what I was going to say is that is the study we did across town when we did this was I did find this meaningful. They separated us out into those groups. So I'm baby boomer. Right. Mm -hmm. So there were a few of us and there were Gen. This was before, I think, even Gen Z. Um, Millennial. Yeah. Millennials like early 80s. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I I don't know all the bases, but they had, you know, you know, they had they had baby boomers and they had pre that. And there we had actually had a couple of people that were before us. And then we had, um, you know, as you said, millennials, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they didn't turn up being four or five. And mm-hmm. then they asked each of us questions about the other groups. Okay. And it was really fascinating to see what the attitudes or the misconceptions were mm-hmm. about those other groups. A lot of stigmas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and at the end of the day, what I said to the lady who was running this thing was, why does it matter? I mean, yeah, I understand that it does create sometimes some... I don't know, disagreements or maybe a little dislike, which I've never understood. Do your thing. Cool. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting somebody or it's not illegal, I'm okay with it. And, you know, in our group, you know, if you're a baby boomer, you're just old and all you do is old things and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. I don't care. (laughs) I'm pretty comfortable with what it is I do, and I I just don't blame anybody else. Right. So if you want to drink at home, by golly, you Gen Zer, you do that. No big deal. Uh, Woman in New Hampshire falls into... (laughs) I don't even know how she got in, but she somehow got into a dumpster. Okay. And suddenly she hears, yep, she got dumped into the compactor and got compacted. What? All they heard was a 60-year-old screaming as she was compacted. Now, how she got in there, I don't really have any idea. What was the aftermath of this? She did have critical injuries, but she is expected to survive. And apparently neighbors came outside, not the guys in the truck, because they heard the screaming. And apparently it was, as you can imagine, quite painful. But she survived. And even at her age, looks like she's going to continue to survive, which I thought was remarkably fortunate considering. And, you know, you can understand how you wouldn't hear that if you're in the truck. Those trucks are Mm -hmm. loud. And you're insulated by everything inside, plus the noise. Oh, yeah. And it had to be the neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors had to come out. Sad note here, I am a a very, very big fan of Brian Wilson. He's the guy who wrote all the Beach Boys music. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. all except he didn't write Kokomo. And he wasn't even on that record, their, their final, if you will, hit. But every other classic thing the Beach Boys did, he either wrote or co wrote. And he's a guy Paul McCartney says was the most brilliant musical genius of our time. Wow. Brian always said, and he had a very interesting and difficult life. He had a lot of psychosis and some other things, and Mm. he was heavy. And he's the guy who filled his bedroom with sand and then put a bed in there and literally didn't get out of it for other than to, you know, your business type things, right? Uh, Didn't get out of it for a year or so. 
Man. I mean, he's Brian was <clears throat> different inside. Still alive right now. His wife, Melinda, died. Mm. And it's that's that's really a bad thing for a guy like Brian Wilson because he very he I mean he at, at one point in the height of the Beach Boys couldn't perform anymore. He just completely lost it on a charter flight to Japan. And they had to turn the airplane around and go back and get Brian off the plane. Wow. And then from that point forward, he performed with the Beach Boys almost not at all. He would write, and he would do things in the studio. Uh, there's even a, there's a couple of really good movies about him, and there's a couple of really good books about him as well. The one be- the best movie about him has actually it has Paul Dano playing the young Brian Wilson, and John Cusack playing the older Brian Wilson, and they kind of split is it is up. Is Paul Giamatti in that? Yes, I think yeah, I've seen I've seen that. Yeah, Giamatti is that. the the weird dude who kind of tried tried to keep him mm-hmm. drugged and all that kind of stuff. At any rate, this the lady Melinda was the reason he was able to get through what he's been able to get through the last 20, 30 years and to perform. He was here, let's say, about five years ago at the Brady, and I got to go see him. Well, Tulsa mm. Theater, pardon me. Yeah. I'm old school. <laughs> uh, he actually came out. They did a tour, and they performed the entire Pet Sounds album. And when Pet Sounds came out, it was kind of panned and has now been claimed to be one of the greatest art, uh, albums ever produced. And he did the whole Pet Sounds, and he had uh, Al Jardine with him, one of the original members. Al's son did the falsettos that Brian did originally because that was him and he can't quite get there anymore. But he could still sing. And, and you know, it, it was it was sweet and a little disheartening in that they kind of had to lead him out to the piano. Once he mm. got there, man, it was there. Just right, you know, right where then, he needed to be. You know, right. And when he got up at the end, you know, guys will get up or, you know, performers will get up, thank you, blah, blah, blah. At the end, you know, he, he, he performed God Only Knows. And then he, which was, McCartney said was the greatest song ever written. Mm. Uh, that actually his brother Carl was the lead vocal on that. And then he performed, um, oh, come on, Rick. <clears throat> it actually became, I got an airplay again, became a hit a couple of years ago. Uh, I'll have to think of it. Anyway, and he finished, <clears throat> place came down, and he just got up and left. <laughs> now, he had to have help. They had to help him a little bit off the stage, but he just got up. He didn't turn. He didn't say goodbye. He just got up and left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was gone. Uh, this The reason this hits me a little bit is I was such a fan of, of his brilliance, if you will. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can say again, oh, you're a baby boomer. You like the Beach Boys. Yeah, I do, of course. How can you not occasionally yeah. not dip, they tap your foot along to that? But I just appreciated the brilliance and, the, and, and how he fought through the tortured life that he had. And I had a great respect for that. And it's just too bad for him. All right, a couple of birthdays that are not sports birthdays. Minnie Driver, do you remember her? heard the name you'd recognize her if you looked her up google okay. hunting uh gross point blank things like that many drivers 54 years old anthony lapalia uh, the client without a trace he is 65 carrie washington is 47 today that's all which is cool Ke- uh, kelly lynch she was uh yeah she was kind of a heart- heartthrob during my time as well 65 years old i know sorry uh jonathan banks from better call saul is yeah. 77 bobby moynihan i always liked him on snl He's 47. Um, let's see who else. Uh, you mentioned uh, Nolan Ryan. Uh, musically, how old do you think Justin Timberlake is? 46. He's 43. Today is his birthday. Uh, Marcus Mumford, Mumford and Sons, is 37 today. Who else? Jamie Stewart of The Cure is 60. Oh, my Lord. All right, get this one, though. Scott uh, Ian Rosenfield from Anthrax is 61. You might have to look them up, too. Do you know who White Snake is? I've heard of White Snake. Yeah. Adrian Vandenberg, the guitarist, is 70. <laughs> Lock on. Oh, my Lord. All right, I'm going to let that do it. 724 here on the Blitz 1170. Got a story about uh, Joe Montana. 
Have you seen the commercial with him and the beer commercial, the Guinness? Yeah. yeah I've seen yeah, it's really great. Those, yeah. yeah, well, apparently he's branching out. Really? Branches. Oh. I'll explain what he's doing now and what he's very successful at coming back on the Blitz at 724. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will host the Wichita State Shockers at the Reynolds Center. That one will have a 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip-off. You can listen to it over on Big Country 99.5. And in NBA basketball tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be hosting Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. This is the fourth and final regular season matchup between the teams. Tip-off is at 7. And former OU and current Bucks quarterback Baker Mayfield will replace Dak Prescott in the, in the Pro Bowl. Prescott is excused because of the impending birth of his daughter. This marks Mayfield's first Pro Bowl in his career. He is scheduled to become a free agent this offseason. That's the Winter World Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We do all the time. You can also text us at 918-262-5072. We have one we'll get to in here in a little bit. Um, who's the most likely? One in three Americans apparently believe in aliens and that they live with us. Not just that they're out there, that they're on the they're here mm. with us. Right? I used to work with a guy who thought the mothership was behind the moon. I mean, he really believed that. Oh. Yeah, he used to work about... Mm, 70 feet from here. Okay. Uh, he doesn't need more. Uh, so if if one in three believe and that there are aliens among us, who is it either amongst the people you know, we wouldn't know their names, but uh, amongst like sports figures, who is most likely to be an alien? I don't know why I didn't think of this. I think Adam Silver might be an alien. <laughs> That's a little I mean, too obvious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he's still he's still doing his tests before he goes back to the home planet. Yeah. I just I just remember you saying a while ago that like you know you're just like he just doesn't look right to me, and I'm like no, I know I think I got my my eyes on why. Mm, yeah. All right. So yeah, I can see it. Adam Silver might be uh might be an alien. All right. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two is the most uh, likely to be an alien amongst the sports figures that you can think of. All right. So I mentioned Joe Joe Montana. I love the commercial. There's the Guinness commercial. Three people at a bar. Joe Montana is the middle. Younger dude to his left, and there's a, a slightly older guy to his right, and he orders a Guinness. You know, dark beer, right? Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and the, the the kid says something like, man, how can you drink something that heavy? And Montana says, no, nah, really, it's kind of light on his feet, you know? And the older guy says, like you when you played? And he just smiles. And the young guy goes, what, did you play tennis? <laughs> <laughs> and Montana just goes, sure, kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic commercial. Yeah. Well, what you may or may or may not know is Montana, like almost everybody from that age, you get into business later. You know, many guys like Nick Saban has eight car dealerships, eight, eight seven Mercedes and one, I think, Maserati or something along those lines. Bart Starr, when he quit playing, he had a lot of car dealerships. Aikman has his beer, and I think he's got a car dealership too. So guys get into businesses, right? Well, Montana got into one. Four years ago, he invested in a small little startup in California and now has an ownership in one of the biggest companies in the state in this particular venture, what do you think it is? Oh, travel. I don't know. Good guess. Thanks. Mm. Cannabis. There we A go. A pot distribution company called Nabus. It was founded by tech engineers and has become one of the most successful in California. 
selling hundreds of millions of dollars. He got in early. As a matter of fact, these guys in California, this group sells 22% of all the weed products locally sold in the state. 22%. Think of California. Mm. Think of how much of that's probably going on out there. Yeah. And I get, as again, it's a guy who's out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, different areas, different things. Like yeah. in San Francisco, it's completely wide open legal. He's walking around doing it. Right. Um, I know it was in, I think it was Portland. Because when Delaney was up there to present yeah. at a conference, she was around it, which kind of, you know, first Portland's time. has got a lot of stuff going on. First, don't first time around her. Yeah. Yeah, I, know, I know Portland's not California. but right. So he apparently, um, they've grown 430% over three years. And Montana, with that little investment in that little startup, <laughs> is making mad, absolutely mad money. Oh. You know what? Um, you say, say what you want, think what you think, feel what you feel. He struck while the iron was hot, so to speak. It's it's profitable. <laughs> it is definitely that. Now, uh, you know, some people would possibly say, well, maybe that's not what, you know, I would want to go invest in. But if it's turning money back to you, even yeah. if that's, I mean, even if you're not a believer, if you will, or a user, if you see that a possible profit, do you invest? Yeah. You know, barring any moral qualms with it, you know, because people still feel, you know, certain ways about it. I mean, mm-hmm. barring that, I don't see why not. There are going to be some people who do feel that yeah. and probably wouldn't do that. I, yeah. Montana did, and they didn't give an, I mean, it's you know, he's an individual, so, uh, and I I guess, I don't know if it's a private company or not, and whether the investment was with a private group, because then you don't have to tell mm. us, <coughs> pardon me, if it's a public company, those numbers are known. So I'm not sure how much that's paid him back. But let's just say it's significant enough between that and this beer commercial. So Montana is making a killing post football on beer and weed. <laughs> he's only, we all find our paths after we hang up the cleats, right? right? He's only missing sausage, and you know he'd he'd, he'd he'd have every vice across everything you could possibly have. Getting some it's, sports betting commercials. Yeah, seven thirty-five on the Blitz eleven seventy. Bryce Hall, Rick Corey, come up in uh, oh in about half hour. Jordan Nagel, former Bishop Bishop Kelly, and now first year head basketball coach at Sepulpa. And then at 8.30, Tyler Cass from KTHV in Little Rock. We'll talk about a little Arkansas stuff. We come back, uh, (laughs) the story on the Cowboys and Jerry Jones that uh, Bryce found for us this morning. And uh, we'll get back into what happened last night in college basketball. More to come. Oh, and I've got a really interesting note on uh, Travis Kelsey. He has been voted as most likely or most wanted in something. Hmm. I'll let you know what that is coming back, and we'll read our text as well. You can join us, too, on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072 right here in the Blitz 1170 Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and stream on the Blitz 1170 app. The Big 12 football schedule for 2024 has officially been released and it sounds as follows for Oklahoma State. In order, the Cowboys will host Utah, be at Kansas State, host West Virginia, at BYU, at Baylor, host Arizona State for homecoming, 
at TCU, host Texas Tech, and they'll finish the regular season with a Friday matchup at Colorado. The Oklahoma State Cowboys basketball team were blown out last night in Allen Fieldhouse as they lost to the Kansas Jayhawks 83-54. John Michael Wright found his way back into the starting lineup and also led the team in scoring as he had 16. Bryce Thompson went down early in the game with a shoulder injury. There hasn't been an update yet on his status. And the Oklahoma Sooners got their biggest Big 12 road win since 2015 as they beat the Kansas State Wildcats 73-53. Jalen Moore led the team with 23 points. Javion McCollum added 21. And Arvaldo Soares had 10 off the bench. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. We encourage you to do that right now. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. I have one of those. I'll say thank you to in a moment. Now, otherwise, have your comments about the Oklahoma State schedule released yesterday and the Big <clears throat> pardon me, the Big 12 for football. We're going to do that in one moment. First of all, I'm Rick Corey along with Bryce Hulse. I'll tell you that coming up at 810, Jordan Nagel, the head basketball coach over in Sepulpa, and then Tyler Cass will be with us from KTHV in Little Rock. He's our Arkansas insider. That'll be at 830. In the meantime, <clears throat> Jerry Jones had a, a really interesting quote. Almost everything Jerry Jones says is interesting, meaning it's either bombastic, stupid, or occasionally, oh, okay, that makes some sense. But yeah. most of the things that come out of Jerry Jones' mouth will make you kind of go, huh? At any rate, this time, it's a really big huh. Tell us about it. Yeah, the quote that we got from Jerry Jones this time, it was uh, comes from a tweet from Clarence Hill Jr. saying that Jerry Jones said the Cowboys are going all in in 2024. Quote, we will be going it all in. I would say that you will see us this coming year, not build it for the future. Uh, I'm I'm kind of interested in this quote because what exactly were you doing for the past, you know, you could go back decades, but also what have you been doing the past three years, really? If you've gotten three straight 12-1 seasons and have come up short, you know, um, choked in a lot of people's eyes, and especially coming off of a very embarrassing playoff loss against Green Bay, it seems like an odd quote to say that you are uh, – all in for 2024. Now we're going to put all our chips into the center of the table. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, it, it seems pretty weird. And all it does is make me even more um, concerned for, for next season. And what is going to be the storyline if you see the same sort of ending? And it's like, so now this was the year that you were all in. What was much of the difference here in the yeah. past few years? So you weren't all in before. That, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's why it's just so odd to me. Um, as opposed to this wasn't really a building year. If they go, you know, nine and eight and with a roster mm-hmm. that they were pretty unsure about, maybe a first year coach, and you see some bright spots. I mean, this was supposed to be it. And, you know, you fumble the bag in the first round, and now we're putting all our chips in. That first round loss was so bad. You even heard Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys, who we've had on multiple times, who is as big a supporter of that team and those players. I mean, the number of times he's spanked me on the air for saying something like, well, I didn't see a lot of effort in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and for him to go, what the hell was that? I mean, that's <laughs> that's something. significant for Brad to do that because, trust me, he is, he's bleeding Cowboys blue. You know, and I can give him a little bit of break in that we're not going to build it for another year. So is he saying he's going to L.A. Rams this thing? Just tr- Just try and go all in for a year, try and just get the ring and then move on, see what you go from there. Maybe retire. Well, yeah, who knows? But I mean, is that what I'm? Is he going to try to buy yeah. one? 
And, you know, he's the guy with salary cap issues and all the money, blah, blah, blah. I don't even think he's the richest owner in the league, but I'm not sure. But does that mean he's going to do that? And if that's the case, what's the first thing you go do? Now, it's still a really good offensive line. you got some really good young players. You're, you're, you know, you're fairly elite at receiver with C.D. Lamb. And, you know, yeah. you've got decent people around him. I don't think Pollard is a loss at running back. And defensively, no. you were quite good. So what are you going to go by? What what completes that? You don't have a Jay Novacek. Mm-mm. And, you know, maybe maybe if Dak were to take checkdowns, that could be a good addition as somebody like that. What Kelsey has been for Mahomes or what Kittle has been for Purdy or those kinds of things. But what do you do? Who do you go get? I mean, you could go get one other elite receiver to take attention away from CeeDee Lamb, which would be helpful. A tight end yeah. could do the same thing. Where well, Where is this team severely lacking other than in finishing? It feels like you've missed, you know, your Dalton Schultz or, or Blake Jarwin of the past few years having that nice little check down guy. Well, that's why um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I meant somebody know, like, yeah, like Novacek. Um, yeah, and then, and then Trayvon Diggs, I mean, he was hurt last season yeah. and on defense and obviously a big-time defender mm-hmm. for you, even though I think um, Bland made a uh, – significant improvement mm-hmm. taking his spot but still there, there are some spots there where it's like you look around and you're like I mean you shouldn't have to right well, let's look at the Green Bay game and, and and yeah that was an abomination is there any one player in football that would have fixed that mm. oh no Mahomes is the only guy I can think of yeah I mean outside of that I mean Lamar might have you know but mm-hmm. it had to be someone along those lines so at the end of the day are we pointing at Dak for for that, yeah, I mean he I, had I think he, for that, and he, but but again, when you look at his whole season, I mean it's the best season that he's had, mm-hmm. you know, and so for it to just kind of season. fumble right there, yeah, and that's the thing is it's just it's unfortunate that that's the way it's got to go, but that's the way it's got to go, right? Well, Roma was kind of the same way, you know. Tony mm-hmm. had great seasons and then was okay in the playoffs, but not great, and they they didn't get where they wanted to go. So what does he mean by all in? And, and we're gonna who would you buy if you're a Cowboys fan? You're literally going to go buy somebody. Who are you going to buy? Who are you going to replace? What are you going to go get? 918-262-5072. I would settle back at the tight end thing or another receiver. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Diggs will come back, but him being out there wouldn't have won that game. Yeah. You know, I mean, he could he have made a difference? Sure, an impact, yeah, but they weren't going to win the game. They got pushed around. Mm-hmm. Their defensive front got pushed around. For sure. And, and maybe it's an Aaron Donald. Yeah. Just somebody really in the trenches to try and get it there. Not only in the trenches, but someone who's fiery. Mm-hmm. You know, as somebody who will, will you know, this one thing this team seemed to lack in that playoff game was any fire of any kind. Yeah, they seemed efficient all year, and you know, machine like all year. But they, you know, they when they were good, they were great. But you, you, you get a feeling when you're watching Lamar or Patrick, or someone like that, you get the feeling of you're watching a leader, someone mm-hmm. the team will follow. Mm-hmm. Someone the team will jump on the on the bandwagon with, and the you know the, it it looks a little like college football at times, and there's yeah. a different atmosphere to that. Yeah, there's there's a new energy level. Yeah, and I don't know that you get it, and I don't have anything against Dak Prescott, but I don't know that you get that. I don't see that same level of. I mean, I, yeah, he gets a little fiery at times, but I I don't know. I just don't see that same thing there, that same camaraderie, that same Kelsey kicking your helmet out of the way so you can warm mm-hmm. up. You know, I think the Patrick Mahomes and Lamar kind of bring a new character level, 
You know, there's there's like a charisma around them. Oh, it's yeah. just only they have that. Mm-hmm. And then with Dak Prescott, you don't really see that much. And, 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 and as soon as one of those guys goes out and makes a play where you go, well, you shouldn't be able to do that, and you just yeah. did, everybody raises <laughs> mm-hmm. your level. You know, the old thing about being good raises everybody's level around you. Yeah. And and those guys are expert at raising those levels. I don't know that I see Dak doing that. And again, I have nothing against him. Seems like a really good young man. Would have been playing in the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah. 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 And or I'm really been a happy. Pro Bowler. If, yeah. I'm really happy Mayfield is got an assignment. Yeah. I think Baker deserved that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even a guy like him, you see his team rally around him. He's tough. He's fiery. And you see that reaction to him. You don't see it with Tua. Yeah. And and again, Baker's situation, I think, helps. It you does. know, just the road that he's had, mm-hmm. um, kind of having to go go through the weeds of, of it all. But that's him anyway. Yeah. And you saw teams rally around him in Oklahoma, some at Cleveland, right. too, and yeah, they make when the playoffs. The the world, right? He's one of those guys. You know, and nothing against him, but you didn't see that with Kyler Murray. He was really, really good. Mm. But, he, you know, either in Oklahoma or in the, in the, with the Cardinals. And you can tell me if I'm wrong, because if you're a huge Sooner fan, you might say I'm just stupid. But, I mean, I watched him at A&M and then at Oklahoma, too. Really great player, made really great plays. I didn't necessarily – I mean, I saw people appreciate the talent. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I saw a team rally around the the personality of the guy rather than the guy's talent. And yeah. those two are different things. Mm-hmm. You can <laughs> you can be a really good player but not a, not a elite level. I mean, you can be a really good quarterback but not Mahomes and still have your guys rally around you. That's what I always talk about with one of my really good OU friends about Kyler and Baker and how, you know, when it comes to the appreciation of Baker Mm -hmm. as opposed to Kyler, and I used to always wonder, why doesn't Kyler get that same, I mean, just because he's so uber talented and Mm -hmm. it did did so much for OU. If they had a top 40 defense, top 50 defense, I mean, just think about what that team could possibly do in in 2018 behind him. But when I think more about it that way of Baker, the, the personality does matter. You know, the the charisma that you have does matter at the end of the day, not just for fans and everything, because that can sometimes seem, seem unfair to me, but overall when it comes to your whole team. Yeah, and, and think of it too. I mean, did you see that around Spencer Rattler? No. No? But when uh, you switched quarterbacks at Texas, you saw it around the other dude, didn't you? Yeah. And then he had himself a pretty good it career. Factor. Hate him if you want for moving on to USC – he followed the guy who, you know, who he thought would help him in his career. And by the way, I saw a scout, a former scout, who just panned Caleb Williams and said the kid's not going to be any good at yeah. all in the NFL. I saw the story like, on that. I didn't read much of it. Yeah, uh, this guy just sounds like he's a, you know, an ex who just wants to kind of, you know, <laughs> get some attention to himself because yeah. it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. At any rate, to me, you hear what Jerry Jones said. I wonder if he means he's going to go buy a title. And if you're going to try, fine. It worked for the Rams, and then we saw what happened. It completely fell apart, and you had to rebuild the whole thing. To your point, maybe that is what he does. You buy a title and retire. Mm-hmm. But I'm still asking, who do you buy? Yeah. All right, 751, we come back on the Blitz 1170. The Oklahoma State Cowboys and, well, everybody else's Big 12 schedules out for next year, including all the newcomers. So we'll go through that Oklahoma State schedule, and I want to ask who you're most excited about. I know you've seen it. came out yesterday, and you probably immediately grabbed that and went over it with everybody at the office. So let me know what you, you know, everybody came up with. Who are you most excited about? Which date is the coolest, you think? 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line right here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home.
From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight at the Reynolds Center, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will host the Wichita State Shockers. That one will have a 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip-off. You can listen to it all on over on Big Country 99.5. Last night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys were blown out in Allen Fieldhouse as they lost to Kansas 83-54. John Michael Wright found his way back into the starting lineup and also led the team in scoring as he had 16 points. Bryce Thompson went down early in the game with a shoulder injury. There hasn't been an update on his status just yet. And the Oklahoma Sooners got their biggest Big 12 road win since 2015 as they beat Kansas State 73-53. Jalen Moore led the team with 23 points. Javon McCollum added 21. And Rivaldo Soares has been really dependable off the bench. He had 10 points. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Butts 1170 and streaming on the Butts 1170 app.